Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, welcome to the Let It Fly show inside the Let It Fly sports bar in the Capital District. I am Michael Severe, joined by... Former Creighton Blue Jay and Central Eagle, Josh Jones. It's been a minute, What's up, bro? man? Yeah, you weren't in Vegas, man. <laughs> I, I know, man. You know, I, I ain't have fun like some people did. You know, I just sure. I go there and just yeah. do my own thing. <laughs> Not like some. I certainly at no point while I was there was coming back in when the sun was up yeah. and was spotted by no. the AD of the university. At no point <laughs> did that happen to me. It may have happened to other people. But it was not me. Yeah, right. Somebody, <laughs> but not me. Uh, <laughs> we are. <laughs> we, <laughs> let's uh, let, again. Let it fly. Sports bar, Capital District, elevated experience. When you're talking about sports and a sports bar, all these TVs. I, I just a little while ago, I was talking to who's going to be our guest coming up. I was talking to his mom, and she goes, "This place is amazing, man." And that's she, what everybody she says. Wasn't? She was here. Uh, Early on, but it is one of them places. Because the first time we interviewed him, yeah. we were over at Heard yeah, 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 yeah. But every time you walk in here, yeah, you, you can never get used to. It's it. overwhelming. It is. It is overwhelming. Yeah, there's so, so much to do though. Friday, so we got a bunch of bowl games happening. Yeah. There's a bunch of NFL, a bunch of bowl games. Friday, you got the Gasparilla Bowl. What is that? So Gasparilla is named after a pirate. Okay. And it's in Tampa, where you know you have the Tampa right. Bay Buccaneers. So it's Georgia Tech and UCF. That's yeah. in Raymond James Stadium. That's Friday, 5.30. If you want to come out, you want to check that out. Right. Then they got two NFL games to yep. check out. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, Bills and Chargers. That all starts at 3.30. I tell people all the time, if you're going to come out for an NFL game or a big college Saturday or whatever, reserve your seats. Yeah. Because the tables go fast, man. You have, on Saturday, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bowl games. Dang. They start at 11 a.m. Yeah. And the last one. Val's all stressed out. They 11 a.m. <laughs> to 9.30. That's crazy. 11 a.m. Yeah. to 9.30. That's crazy. That last one is in Hawaii. <laughs> wow. The Hawaii Bowl. Yeah. Coast and Carolina and San Jose game. State. That's a late game at 9.30. Yeah, you got famous Idaho. Let me, let me ask you, where do you think these games are located? Oh, yeah. Wait, this is a good day for that. The Birmingham Bowl. It got to be in Alabama. It's in Birmingham. Yeah. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Is in Idaho. It's in Idaho. Yeah. That's funny that because most of them have weird names. Now yeah. you have the Armed Forces Bowl. Oh man. I'll tell you who's in it though. Who? Air Force. Wow. Because it's the Armed Forces I Bowl. Know. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah, a lot yeah, of sense. Sure. Now this for is the sure. one. Sixty eight Ventures Bowl uh -huh. makes no I don't even know what sixty eight ventures is. Okay. But it's actually it's, in the home of South Alabama. Okay. And South Alabama actually is in the game. Gotcha. So it's a home field advantage for them All against right. Eastern Michigan. Right. And then the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah. Where's that? That's in Vegas. That's in Vegas. That's right. You got Utah and Northwestern. Yeah, and this is and this is like uh, not by coincidence, obviously, right? No, no, no. It's, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the uh, the Hawaii Bowl, as I mentioned. That one's uh, late night on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. The biggest game probably of Sunday is Dallas and Miami. Yep. Um, because neither now, so this is crazy. Uh -huh. Both teams have ten wins. Yeah. Okay. It is the first time in the history of the NFL, that two teams have met, right, mm -hmm. that add up to 20 wins or more First time in history. that have zero wins, one or fewer wins against a team with a winning record. I know. So both teams Sound like Dallas Cowboys and me. have been frauds for <laughs> yeah, the most part, yeah, right. right? Yeah. So one, whoever wins this one can say, hey, I'm not a fraud anymore because yeah, I beat a team with a winning record. Like, it's like, the, the, the records is cool. Have you ever heard the phrase of somebody saying, like, you got people that's trash? And yeah. Golden trash. You're just a gold trash back. It's like, who have you beaten? Yeah. That's the question. Right. Well, for those two teams, really nobody. Right. So now they play each other. So that's the biggest game. Right. And that'll be right here at 325. And then the next day, now you know, are they open Christmas? Now open Christmas, close on Christmas. So you got to watch those games from home. They got three games yeah, for sure. on Sunday. Yeah. I, I do kind of like what the NFL does in terms of holidays. Because they're like, if you have family members over, yeah. right, and you want them to leave, because sometimes you do on a holiday, you want to leave. Yeah. 
You turn football games on. You be like, look, you, you can stay here and watch the game with me, or you yeah. can leave. Or you can be super old school, like some of the people in my family, and the game will be on, but yeah. no volume. You know. Oh, man. Uh, no volume? No volume. Okay, well, you know. And then there's me. Yeah, I mean, I, turn, <laughs> I got my headphone in. And then there's me. <laughs> uh, every, every week, we, we highlight an item on the menu. Yep. And I'm always trying to look for new things on the menu so we can highlight them. Or it's like Martin, a wish sandwich. A wish sandwich. <laughs> I wish I had a sandwich. My mama used to, my grandmother, <laughs> you could not ask my grandmother what we were having for dinner. Man. Because it would, I try to explain this to my wife and my kids. If you ask my grandmother what we were having for dinner, yeah. she'd say wish pudding and walk away pie. Yeah. <laughs> you wish and you need to walk away. Yeah. You feel um, me, yeah. And that's the way it was. But yeah. I will tell you that one of the newest items on the Let It Fly menu is the poutine. Okay. Now, I'm not from Canada, but I like poutine enough to say I, I, I'm kind of Canadian. I've never ate it, bro. Oh, so poutine is simple. French fries with some sort of fried potatoes. Oh, I'll eat that. I and and it. cheese curds. Yeah, I've never. With brown gravy on top of it. It is a mess. I've never ate that. No. But it is so good. I, I described that. it on here with French fries, okay. Wisconsin cheddar cheese curds. Now, I would rather. A white cheese. I like a mozzarella. I like a provolone. I like, but yeah. that's fine. Cheddar cheese curds, bacon, chives, and a homemade gravy. I'm gonna try that. This is a. I think we're gonna get a plate brought up here in a little while. But okay. that is that's the newest thing on the the starters menu. Yeah. So you if can check not, that out. That's what's on it. That's what's on there. Yeah. Uh, coming up on the show today, we're gonna look back at a really bad loss for Creighton. Yeah. We're gonna look back at, and I said shouldn't say a bad loss for Creighton. Not a really lo- bad loss, but a bad loss for Creighton. Uh, we're going to look back at Nebraska and recruiting and what they did on signing day, or at least the first day of the early signing day period. And our guest is, I think, our first time we've had a, sec- a person on a second time. Yeah. Isn't it? It is. So, Jalen Lloyd, wide receiver for the University of Nebraska, of course, graduated from all Westside, won state championship last year. He's going to join us to chat more about his season, how his freshman year went. He was one of two guys in the entire Big Ten to have three touchdowns over 50 yards. It's Jalen Lloyd, Young Buck yeah. from Omaha West Side, right. and Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. That's pretty good. That's, That's great. what they call that good company. That's great. That is really good company. Yeah. But first, I want to do three big stories. Uh-huh. It's a new thing I didn't tell you about. Three big stories. <laughs> We're going to do that for each show. Yeah. And the first big story is, and I think it is the biggest one, the, because uh, Nebraska getting Dylan Riola. I, yeah. And, and not just that. Not only did they get Dylan Riola, mm-hmm. they managed to keep Daniel Kaline because he could have easily said, I'm going someplace else. Right. So he's the one that, uh, the, the 1.5 to $2 million quarterback, huh? I don't know. I don't think it costs that. I think you, it's that much money if you were going to bring in a portal guy. Gotcha. I think if you wanted to get Cam Ward, who was successful in college, and then you get him to come here, I think he's that guy he's talking about. Right. If I had to guess, I think... Dylan Raiola probably gets about seven hundred and fifty. Yeah, I'm about to say if he if he balling, yeah, you gotta give him at least. Yeah, seven. and he's not obviously not the starter yet. He hasn't right. had a chance and on campus yet. But right. he did get just today reported. We're taping this on Thursday. Yep. He has a endorsement with a card company. Okay. So he's gonna have his own football cards. Man. And he got that. So that's gonna be good for him, along with everything else that's that the university up. and eighteen ninety provides. Um, here's what Matt Rule said about how everything turned because. So I think it was uh, December 11th. Mm. So December 10th, December 11th, the thought we all had was Kyle McCord is going to come in, the Ohio State quarterback, probably transfer to Nebraska, and then they'll have a quarterback for this year, and we'll see what happens with Daniel Kaline or whatever else. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, phone call comes from Dylan Raiola to Matt Rule. Matt Rule said in his press conference, Dylan called last Sunday and just said, hey, coach, my heart keeps telling me to come to Nebraska. Because yeah, he kept listening to me. While Kyle McCord was well, in, in town, town for that. That's crazy. I always thought Dylan would go to Georgia, yeah. stay a year, not play, and then be like, I'm yeah. going to Nebraska. Anyway, kind of like what yeah. uh, Quinn Years did yeah. when he went to Ohio State and then went to Texas. But yeah. not, not that. Coming here as a freshman. Right. The, big, the biggest get, yeah. most people will tell you, yeah. I argue that Indomitian Sue mm. is a bigger get because of the level of athlete he was coming out of high school. I can see that. But Tommy Frazier, yeah. the best comparison would be For sure. getting a guy who takes you from being a good team right. to being a great team. Right, but it's also a circumstance where, like, is that family ties. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, yeah. that, I mean, 
Yeah, I understand that, like, you can go find a, a $1.5, $2 million quarterback, man. Yep. But when you know what you got just looking at your own family, mm-hmm. I might, you know, have to make a decision and take that over that. That's just yeah. me. And it's a three-year, and I'm going to say three years, because if he's as good as they think he is, Bye-bye. that's how long he'd be here, three yeah, years. Yeah, it's a three-year <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, Kyle McCord was a year. Yeah. You know, he was going to come here, see how he did, go to the NFL. Right. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, the, the guy that I admire in all of this, though, yeah. is Daniel Kaline. Okay. Because too many times, and we've yeah. seen this, when a challenge comes, nowadays, they go look for something else. Right. Instead of that, he said, I'm going to take the challenge. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I'm going to compete with Dylan Riola. I don't care if he's a five-star, number one ranked right. quarterback. I don't care about any of that. I'm right. going to compete with him. And he decided to do that because he could have he, – he called Michigan State. Yeah. He was going to go for a visit. They probably would have took him. Yep. This is an elite, eight, uh, uh, elite 11 quarterback. Right. But instead, he said, no, man, this is my home. But does politics play a point in that? Like, I'm balling out. I'm doing my thing. And then I look and I'm like, oh, man, your, your, your uncle is the offensive line coach. Like – like, is it? A, do you feel like? I don't think so. I think he play. I think Matt Rule. Gonna play the based best? off what we know. This is this sport is a meritocracy. You earn what you get. Sure. And I think if he at any point looked out on the practice field and it said to him that Daniel Kaline gave him a better chance to win, I think he'd him. play him. Because you know why? Yeah. I won't get fired. Right. He don't want to get fired. Nobody right. wants to get fired. No, right. So I'm going to play the best it guy to keep like you from getting with fired. Football, you got a shorter window. It is a little window. And I think that's what they told Daniel <laughs> Kaline. Like they that. said to him, listen, Daniel, yes, we're bringing in the top quarterback in the country. But if it goes like we expected to go, right. you redshirt your first year. Dylan plays his first year. You, you, your second year is his, you his know, getting year. ready. Yeah. And then yeah. so by the time he leaves, you still got three years left, Amen. two years left. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's what's about. That's definitely the big story. Yeah. Uh, and Nebraska did a lot in recruiting overall. Yeah. They got a bunch of kids from Texas, which they wanted to do. Yeah. Got a bunch of local guys. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing that always made me laugh was how many people believe that Nebraska doesn't have any talent. The state yeah. of Nebraska has no talent. Right. And I can tell you, yeah, maybe they don't have guys whose names are big right. because they're from the state of Nebraska. Right. But you look around the league, you see Nebraska guys all surviving over the place. Super Bowls. Yeah, going right. to Super Bowls, making a team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because one thing is a lot of those guys had to work harder right. to get where they were. Yeah. And so they value a little bit more. Yeah, but and, and that's why winning changes everything. If you win, those same guys that are still sustaining stuff will have a bigger glow. Oh yeah, definitely, you know, definitely, so, yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Why you got slam the door, Phil? Bring Phil, Phil McLean, who is our executive <laughs> producer of the show, is bringing in the poutine we talked about earlier, and I was telling Josh about it. So that's what it looks like. This is the brand new poutine. Thank you, Phil. So you now need to have the French fries. <laughs> I mentioned Wisconsin cheese curds, yeah. right? Bacon and chives, and then this homemade brown gravy. I'm gonna take a piece right here. Show. Sure. Mm. You might end up having to take that one home, right? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. That actually, that gravy's good. You, you, caught, you caught it, so you had to take it. That gravy's good. You got to get some gravy on there. Get a little of the gravy on there. My, always, my worry always with poutine is that the gravy's too salty. Too many times I've gotten it because your problem is you had a salty French fry yeah. and you have a gravy, so your gravy can't be as salty. Salt and salt. Yeah, I like, this is good. I, I'm a, yeah, this, so this is a brand new item yeah, on the Let It Fly, bro, bro. Let fly menu. Yeah. <laughs> Check that out. Number yeah. two, big yeah. story. Great and Falls Villanova. Yeah. Now, they had good company because Marquette lost and UConn, and UConn lost. So the top three teams in the Big East opened up their Big East season by losing. Line. And Seton Hall beat Connecticut by 15. Yes. Providence beat Marquette by 15. Right. And obviously, Creighton lost in overtime by two yep. to a UConn team, I mean, to a Villanova team that just, I don't I want to say this, and I don't, I don't want to, not insult anybody. I, Their culture yeah, won that game. For sure. That is who Villanova is. Mm-hmm. They've been that way forever. They grind. They grind. And they, have, they will grind you down. And they will make you play their game. Yeah. And they will have somebody in that game that's going to have a great game. At least one guy for them right. all the time. It's their culture. Well, remember uh, last year, it seemed like, and I had a conversation about it. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like really like keep putting it out there like that. Because yeah. it's evident to see. But it looks like Dixon... Has Cockburner's number. Number. You know? Yeah. Um, we can pull him away from the basket. You yeah, can do everything. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, um, talking to um, Coach uh, Jalen Courtney Williams, mm-hmm. he was just kind of saying that uh, it's one of those things where, in a sense, in that weakness, they're trying to like navigate through picking a poison. So if you pull Cockburner through the uh, away from the basket, yeah, 
now you got other guys that can make plays and you don't got no shot blockers. Yeah. Or if uh, Dixon is out there on the basket, he makes his own play. He does. You know? He's got good footwork. Yeah, he does. He's a fifth-year senior. Yeah, he worked hard. He out there looking like, you know, yeah. like he's in the NBA, like Olajuwon with his footwork. Yeah. Three, I used to do a, a segment back in the old show called, the, you know, stat of the game, right? Yeah. It was one stat that defined the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you three stats. Come on. You tell me which one you think defined the game. All right. One, Bill Shireman going 0 for 7 from three. First time the guy hadn't had a three-point shot since he's been at uh, – in a game that didn't have a three-point okay. make since he's been here. That's number one. All right. Number two, points in the paint. Again, Vill- Villanova 38 to 28 mm-hmm. by 10. Mm-hmm. Over the last three games, last three games, the Jays have been outscored in the paint 138 to 92. Mm-hmm. That's 16 a game. Right. So that's another stat. Or the last one I give you, Creighton, 16 turnovers to Villanova's eight turnovers. And it wasn't a huge, it's only five-point difference yeah. in points off turnovers. But as you know, that ends a possession, it ends momentum. So was it the turnovers, is it Shireman struggling, or is it the points in the paint? Which cost in the game the most? Um, I think that it was, if I have to pick one, yeah. I say that... Uh, it was a turnover. See, I'm with you. I think turnovers. The, the I reason think turnovers. why is because even with those points in the paint, it still was a ball game. Yep. Um, I I do feel like Villanova was getting any and everything they wanted. Mm-hmm. In the first half, I, I felt like Creighton um, had a great scheme. And they're up by 10 and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creighton was you – know, I mean, the, the, the gel was gelling, you know, yep. in yep. the first half. Yep. But the, on, on the same token, Villanova was stuck to what was working. Well, I mean, they stuck to the game plan of what, they did. what wasn't working. They stuck working. to it. It wasn't working. Yep. And then in the second half, it ended up working. And then there was a period where Creighton couldn't score at all. Yep. Where, our, you know, our team couldn't score. And so, in the midst of all those turnovers, every single time there was a turnover, uh, Villanova capitalized. I think Villanova scored 12 straight points. Yeah, they capitalized yeah. every 12 straight time. points, yeah. So, that was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, when, I, when I think about Shireman and going 0-4, whatever, um, like most people have nights, but I think him having a night like that came to him kind of like, I don't think he was, excuse me. He wasn't forcing it. He was taking the shots he normally takes. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. I think he just wanted it so yeah. bad, yeah. you know, but then also, uh, overall, um, missing free throws at the end didn't help. Too. I was about to Miss, say that missing yeah, one and one. I was about to say, yeah, yeah you can't so, do that. Uh, there was a few that were, that were, that were missed that were very crucial. Cause at the end of the day, it's like, no matter, um, Overall, what decided the game, you were had a chance to win it. Yes, definitely. You know? yep. And to me, mm-hmm. I always say all you got to do is just put a forearm or just be aggressive and actually touch a Creighton player, mm-hmm. and you got a chance to win. Well, UNLV did that. You know? UNLV was very physical from the first play yeah. of that game. Yeah. On the other hand, Arizona tried to be. Alabama, excuse me, tried to be. Yeah. But it was, they it tried was, to it was be. decoy defense, though. Like, you can be in somebody's face and mm-hmm. really not do it. It's like all bark with no bite. Mm. That was Alabama. Yeah. They that, were they, aggressive. They picked yeah. them up 94 feet. Yeah, they outscored They outscored yeah. Creighton in the paint. Off memory, I think it was like 62-38. But I wonder. They if, really had success but, inside. But was that because uh, they bring Cogburner out and the guards go one-on-one? I forgot what that was. I they were, I do, they were doing that. a lot of driving to the basket, yeah. a, lot of lay, a little layup line. So You, you know what else uh, I thought was good conversation? What? Uh Talking to Stephen Ashworth, um, you know, uh, um, everybody harps on his uh, uh, his statistics from last year's shooting threes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't even – I don't – I can't say that I found myself, like all, – all I've been doing is listening to those conversations and saying, hey, I'm waiting for him to come alive. Right. But he gave a good perspective yesterday where um, he was explaining, uh, basically, like, I'm a playmaker. Yeah. I'm not a shooter. Like shooting is something that I can do if 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 right. I need to yeah. or if I'm in a, a position of rhythm. But overall, man, I'm just trying to go out there and hoop and react off an instinct. And so with me, it makes me look at him a lot different because yeah. he's not out there. Uh, it's it's not he's not in his own mind thinking if I don't hit a three yep. that uh, it matters or don't matter. He's just trying to make. He's got to get play. everybody else involved. Yeah. He does. Yeah. So I, I see him uh, totally different from his own perspective. Nice. The third big story is Nebraska basketball and what they've done. Since they lost to Creighton and had a horrible second half against Minnesota, yeah. they beat Michigan State, 
They beat Kansas State. Now, they had a rough game against North Dakota. Yeah. Um, as of this taping, it was yesterday. They had to come back from being down, but they won that game. Right. Here's the position they're in right now. Yep. If they beat the last of their non-conference games, it's against South Carolina State. Yep. So they should win it. That means they would start through the first 13 games 11-2. and two. Hoiberg. Do you know what year the last time Nebraska started 11-2? and two? 19. No. Dang. No, no. So you know, it's modern more recent. Day. Yeah, more recent. Okay. Yeah. Wait, eleven and two. Let me. Think they started about eleven it. and two. I'll say uh, Jason Deruso days. So that was like oh five oh six. So it's twenty years to this year. Okay. Oh three oh four. They started eleven and two. <laughs> okay. Two thousand three to two thousand four. That season. So they started eleven like and two. Charles Richardson and. Uh, Guys like that. Okay. Yeah. And that, they were balling that season and yeah. they had a good season. But it just shows you. And then they start their conference season against Indiana, mm. who struggled a little bit. They almost lost to Moorhead State. Yeah. Right? So you're talking about a team that has an opportunity. Now, now it's a tough schedule. Yeah. Big Ten's loaded. Where are they at right now uh, in the rankings with uh, – in, in the Big Ten. Well, they have, they're one and zero in the Big Ten because they had they so played. They only played one conference game. They played they played Michigan State. Mich- that's it. Okay. They played Michigan State. Yeah. And so they always do that little bit where they play one so of those conference I games. Them like yeah. So all right. So what's a few games that they just won? You said you said Michigan they beat State, Michigan State, Kansas, Kansas State, State, and then they they struggled against North Dakota, but they beat North Dakota. Okay, so they to me are uh, three and one. They, uh, losing to Creighton and winning another two games. Yeah. The other games before was confidence boost. They have, besides Purdue, Purdue is the only other team right now in the Big Ten that has 10 wins. Dang. Nebraska's 10 and 2, Purdue is 10 and 1. Man. They get Indiana to kick off the conference slate. If they can win that game, it'll yeah. be the best start so they've had what, in forever. What, what does it take for uh, the basketball world to put some respect? on uh, bat, uh, Nebraska's name as a team. Well, what win? They play, so they, if I remember the schedule right, they play Indiana, Iowa, Purdue, I believe. Okay. I think that's right. And check. If they beat <laughs> Purdue, they yeah. would certainly get some respect. Yeah, 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 that right. would do it by far. Okay. Uh, let me see. Let me make sure. Um, so they, they play Indiana. Oh, they play Wisconsin, then Purdue. Ooh. Then it's Iowa. So you got to play Indiana, who's not played well. A top twenty-five Wisconsin. You win that game, you're going to get some respect. I think if they go, and then they play one, number one Purdue. If they go two and one in that. So those four games: Indiana, Wisconsin, Purdue, and Iowa. Iowa. When I watch, imagine Iowa, if they go two and two. Oh, that's solid. They go two and two. That's, that's pretty solid, solid to start. That that's solid for that that's team. For that It'd be a good start. Yeah. That's our three big stories. Mm-hmm. We'll get to our guest now. He is, as we mentioned, our second time we've had him on, Jalen Lloyd, wide receiver from the University of Nebraska and, of course, Omaha Westside. He joins us next here on Let It Fly Show. Ah, Sunday. You take a morning walk to pick up burgers and beers. You tidy the house for 10 fellow football fans. And your biggest chore? Floating the Bud Light into the fridge. It all pays off because nothing is as easy to enjoy as a Sunday full of football. And beer. Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. 21 plus, copyright 2023, Anheuser-Busch. Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. All right, welcome back to the Let It Fly show. We are joined by Nebraska freshman, only a name now because he's got so much experience, he's not completely a freshman. Jalen Lloyd joining us, Nebraska football wide receiver. How you doing, man? Doing good. How about you? We're doing well. Every I mean, time I see this dude, he got more and more purpose on his face. Yeah. <laughs> he's serious. This dude is determined. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. <laughs> How'd the season go? I mean, you we talked to you before the season started, and I know you had your expectations and stuff, but how did it end up playing out compared to what you thought? Um, well, going into the season, I had um, I had thought I was going to, like, play a lot. Um, I felt like I worked hard in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then going into the season, we had, we had um, a lot of playmakers. So it was, um, was going to be a lot of competition to get on the field. So I didn't really get the opportunities early. But then um, some of our big guys uh, went down. Yeah. And us freshmen had to step up, me, Malachi, and Jaden Doss. So um, hearing you say that, my perspective is basketball. Like, there, I remember when I was a freshman and I knew my potential. I knew how hard I worked. I knew what I could potentially do. But coach seen it different, right? <laughs> so uh, how humbling was it? How motivating was it? And how, like, did you digest that experience, you know? For sure. I think um, going into it is really hard. You, you know, go from a senior in high school where you, like, the man on the team to – Yeah, you was the man, man, yeah. too. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, I give you that. Where you, where you go to a, a freshman 
and everybody's done what you did already. Sure. So you just got to um, work like you've done nothing and then show them what you can do. Yeah. Yes, it's like over at Central, when yeah. you guys become seniors, they give you the, the king, the crowns because yeah. you're the king of the school. Right. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you ain't the yeah, king no right. more. Yeah. Um, we talked this before we got going. Your first catch against Michigan, mm-hmm. 19 yards, your number. Did you, did you realize that when you found out that it was 19 yards, that you had, your first catch was your number? I think I did. I think I had messaged my mom some about it. Yeah. What do you remember about it? <laughs> um, well, we had – I ran a lot of that, that route and practice a lot, um, this play called Indigo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like one of the best routes I had did. Me and Jeff Sims had um, scored a practice or a touchdown on it in practice. So it was For probably sure. just easy go-to when I got in the game. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like – in the game, you was actually just trying to run for your life, not trying to get – Not, I mean, trying to go as far as you can, you know? It's nah. like being a freshman, did you feel like, uh, like, man, I'm trying to make the biggest play possible. I'm trying to, to stay on the field, yeah. Just, you know, to stay on the field, or was it I just did my routine route, I caught it, I got a tackle, it is what it was. What was that – what was it like? I think it was more of just um, not running too far down the field because in practice, the route was supposed to be – 14 yards. Practice. Right at 14. Yeah. 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 Practice, I, w- I went like 16, and like they snapped. So I think that was like, <laughs> yeah. that was the most. Yeah. I'll yeah. see in my relationship funny, yeah. is, I'll take a three, yeah. and I'll look over my shoulder like, ah, coach about to pull me. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's the one. Uh, it's, it's funny because you. that's one thing I don't think people think about is that it's precise, right? Because yeah, right. it's timing. Yeah. The offensive line is doing what they have to do. The quarterback, maybe he's even play action faking. Mm-hmm. You got to be exact. Yeah. How long does it take to get to that point? You think How much practice does it take, you think, to get to that? And are you there yeah. through your freshman year? I would say I'm not completely there. Um, it took me like – halfway through the season to start really understanding that the quarterbacks drop back and the receiver steps really add up. Mm-hmm. So um, I think just learning that and then that'll make me a better route runner. Mm, they mirror That's each right. other. What yeah. about um, the the storyline of Nebraska? You guys have been like, I mean, it is what it is, like an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. From positions to the overall game to locker room talks and then just, you know, you guys amongst the team. Um how did how did you guys stay like together? And did you like guys look at social media? I mean, I know it's twenty twenty three; it's hard not to. But how did you how did you guys stay focused, regardless of the outcome and all the adversities that you guys went through? For sure, um, I say, well, obviously you're gonna see social media, but um, we didn't really care about none of that stuff. We had like a a big family type of team. Everybody was super close with each other. All our quarterbacks was close. The receivers were close, and we just made sure that every day we got better. We even had, like, um, film meetings. Like, the offense would meet together on a okay. certain day when the coaches weren't even calling us in. On your own? Yeah. Okay. So especially after the Michigan game. I think Michigan game is kind of like – Yeah, I bet. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. hey. No, wait, it's a wake-up yeah, call. That's yeah. Sure. yeah, Jalen Lloyd joining us, Nebraska wide receiver. Of course, graduated from Omaha West Side. One of the conversations we've had with Anthony, mm-hmm. Caleb, all talk about how, how it, that place makes you mature. Right, because of what the responsibilities they put on you. How did that help you going there before getting in Nebraska? Um, I say it helped me a lot. Um, at Central, didn't really have a receiver coach. So then when I got to Westside, Coach Rice, he helped me a lot on mm. not just being fast, but learning how to run routes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning how to um, just play to play is what our, our Nebraska coach would say. Yeah. Um, so I think that helped a lot. <laughs> play, play the play. Yeah. You know who says it all the time Who's is uh, Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Play the he always play. says to play the play. Oh, uh, Mike Tomlin? Today is today. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Don't worry about what's happening. Just play the play. That's biblical. All, too, the, time, all the time he yeah. says that, yeah. Respect. Yep. What about, um, like, the, it's the off season now. I mean, like, what, what, what type of work are you putting in? Like, I know a lot, there's a lot of guys, they, they say routine things to me. Like, mm-hmm. they say things like, oh, man, I'm, I'm back at it or the grind or – like, what are you doing extra that's going to put you in the position of not just where you want to be, but where the team needs you to be next year? Right. So my extra is, like, probably a little more extra than um, most football players because I'm running track this year. Yep. Oh, so yeah. So yep. I'm, I'm going to be – I'm trying to get bigger to, like, 185. Mm. But at the same time, I'm trying to work on my track. I'm working on sprinting right now and jumping sure. while also lifting a lot. So Okay. Yeah, so you're going to – you got the long jump, triple jump, and you're going to try to run yep. relays, or you're going to try to run 100? I'm going to try to run 100. Okay. Ooh, and qualify to be able to be a relay guy. Yeah. That's going to be nice. So you want to be like uh, Carl Lewis. Yeah. Do you know who Carl Lewis is? 
Yeah, he oh. had recruited me at a high school. Seriously? Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. I know you know Carl Lewis. What he did in the Olympics, still that was one of the when that happened when he won the four goals and it was kind of like what had happened with Jesse Owens. I remember being thinking to myself, that's the most incredible thing in the world. I think about in the, three days, I think about the bad national anthem. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm playing, bro. I'm playing. <laughs> Let's not yeah, remember yeah. that at all. That was yeah. really bad. Yeah, I want to go back to your first touchdown. Um, walk us through that. It's, it's against Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the play call? Did you have an idea? When the play was called, you had a shot to score on it? Okay, so this is like early summer. We had this this route called a launch. And Coach G came up to me and was like, Jalen, if you run this route Garrett. good. Yep. Coach, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Coach That's right. You're right. He was like, if you run this route really good, you're going to play. So I'm like, huh. I feel like I almost got to like run it great. So then the sure. first time I ever ran it, it was like coaches like wild. So then like later down the season, they had, remember, I ran that. And – um. Actually, the the day before in practice, I had ran twenty two point seven miles per hour. Damn, on that route, cheetah. That's so more than anybody in the league yeah. in the NFL so far this year. Yeah, cheetah. Wow, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, yeah. once we got to the game, they had called a timeout. I think we had just got a turnover, and Coach G was like, "Meet me in the end zone." I'm like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" He's like, well, "We running that play." Yeah. yeah. So I, I had knew it was going. I knew I was going to score on it. Yeah. He My told Coach was, Rule too, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. My job was just to catch it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what about your quarterback uh, conversations and situations? Um, like, that has to affect you a lot. You know, I think about guys I know personally that played college, um, high school. You know, mm-hmm. I think back to Niles Paul. Um, there were conversations he had to me about, like, differences with a quarterback oh, yeah. uh, versus relation, great relationships with a quarterback. Or whatever. I know, like overall, everything is copacetic or whatever. But like, what, what, like, what are you, what are you doing when it comes to the quarterbacks that you got on your team in order to build that camaraderie to actually get over the hump? You know, because because the, the the reason why I say that is because um, it's like a percentage of people are just Husker faithful, mm-hmm. and you know they they. They, they buy in and um, they trust the process. And then there's a, another percentage who are also I, – I, I consider them still Husker faithful too, but they just more so – they're trying to, like, get back to them glory days. Right. Not necessarily revisit the past, but, mm-hmm. like, they're trying to b- put together some wins in a winning season. The quarterback is a big part of that or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. What's that locker room talk like with y'all team or how do y'all treat y'all quarterback or what is that type of energy like to, for the quarterback to uh, prepare for a team like this? Um, well, us receivers, we like, I think actually the whole offense, we never, we would never like judge our quarterback just because we know what they go through. We see yeah, what okay. they, yeah, we, it's tough. they yeah. go through film with us. So we know what they got to look at, what they got to read. And, um, sometimes it really don't be their fault. like mm. a route can be ran wrong, but like the media would never know that. Right. So it really just looks like it's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you got to take that in there. Yeah, yeah, that's the type of stuff I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Jalen Lloyd joining us, of course, Husker wide receiver on Let It Fly Show. Because you were talking about we're how the mirror of the quarterback. Yeah. Some quarterbacks in a five step drop, it's short, short, short step. Right. Some it's two long steps, quick, short. How different was it catching passes from Heinrich Carberg for the majority of the season, and then right. from Chuba Purdy? Um, I would say, I wouldn't. It was not really a difference for hmm. me because. Like I worked with both of them in practice. Like uh-huh. Coach Rule sure. does a good job of making like sure evenly everybody gets good. the or, reps. Yeah, that's what Coach Osborne was telling uh, yeah. myself and Michael. Like getting back to uh, same reps, regardless if you play or not. Yeah, yeah. having four stations. So, so y'all do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, because you think sometimes, at least I know the the backup quarterback's not getting as many of the first team reps, obviously. Right. But when Chuba came in there, it seemed like to me the offense started clicking a little yeah. bit more. And maybe because that was Heinrich looked to run more, I don't know. But was that a difference when you're running your routes of knowing that Chubba's back there is probably going to get out on time and maybe it wasn't for Harbor? Um, um, I would say that I feel like it was kind of like the same for them. Okay. Um, I'll say Heinrich maybe had a few different play designs just because his style of play. Style of play. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that might be what it was. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, how should I put it? Um, you played a year. I know you trust in the process. Um, how much are you going to like trust the process versus like going in with a mindset like I love my teammates, but I'm actually trying to be definitively that guy. 
next year, this year? Like, I know that's a typical mindset of everybody who's going to the next year, but how realistic is that for you? Um, I don't think about stuff like that. Um, I would say when I was at Central, that was like – that was like the mindset, like being that guy. Mm-hmm. Then you get to West Side, and they teach you like it's it's like a we thing. Like gotcha. we, if if the team's gonna be good, it's gonna be we, not just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think just learning that um, it helps you um, get better because if the whole team's improving, then like Coach Garrett would say, everybody touches everybody's money. So. For sure, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of out of that. everything you do, and this is not me being critical. This is me caring. Right. Out of everything. Your blocking is what you're going to uh, obviously keep having to work on. Right. You want to get to the, maybe where Malachi is in terms of a blocker. Talk, walk, talk us through that. The complexity of having to block as a wide receiver and right. how you're doing and how you're getting better. Um, I would say that um, Coach Garrett, um, he emphasized blocking a lot. Yeah. If you look at um, most teams, they, the receivers don't block. Block. But we block a lot. We mm-hmm. said that's going to get us ready for the NFL. Yep. And you're not going to see a lot of, like, like Marvin Harrison Jr., for example, I'm not trying to hate, but he doesn't. He doesn't like. No, that's facts. He doesn't block. He's speaking facts. Yeah, <laughs> we we go out there. and We're not scared to put our hands on anybody. Like we had to block linebacker safety. Sometimes mm-hmm. we got to chip a DM. So I think just putting more body weight on me make that a, a little bit better. There'll never be an explosive run without a wide receiver making a block. Right, just impossible because somebody at the second level's got to get it, and you guys, you know, that's right. you. Yeah. What so. was your uh, welcome to college moment? <laughs> yeah. Not not the not the nineteen yard play. Right. But something that made me go. Made Whether you go, practice or in a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That made you go, oh man, sure. this is elite. For sure. At practice, um, I had caught like a drag, and I was like close to the sideline, and John Bullock just came and like just <laughs> lit me up, and I just flew like all the way out of bounds. Like. Like Jazzy Jeff, yeah. when you say flu, I think like, ah! like, like cleats in the air, like, yeah. Yeah. and you knew right yeah. then. Yeah, that's what's up. No, yeah. no letting up at the sideline. Mm-hmm. Now I heard that. Uh, one of the one of the biggest <laughs> questions that people have, and maybe unfair, I don't know, is looking ahead to next year. Who's the number one wide receiver? Like, is it important to have one? Um, what do you think of that? Is it important to have a designated number one? And do you see that guy on the team right now? Yeah, because that is still a part of like the week. You know, yeah, like sure. Michael Jordan was the guy. You got to have a one, yeah. You know, but like in the, in that aspect, is I'm only saying that's his reference. Like, not like um, being contradictory to what you said about the the we mindset. Yeah, um, I would say that our veteran guys, just because they have the most experience, um, like IGC. Uh, if Marcus Washington can come back, I would say those would be. Yeah, you think Garcia Castaneda is de- he's definitely gonna be back. Is he good with his? I know he had to get uh, an appeal too. Okay, I don't so, know all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're hoping he comes back. Yeah. He would be yeah. your veteran. The, right now, out of the guys who are playing at the end of the season, Bullock is the guy with the most receptions. Yeah, coming back. Yeah. So you got so it's wide open for whoever could be. Yeah. right? I think that's kind of good. It's just like a big competition. I I always um, think about the time where I had talked to Coach Rule, and I was like, we were kind of like lsu in a way where they have like they had justin and jamar and Terrace marshall yeah i feel like you got a little bit of that going yeah and trey palmer was just returning punts yeah and you didn't see him and now you're in the nfl right yeah you got a relationship with uh xavier watts yeah for sure what you think about his accomplishment Oh, Xavier Watts. Yeah, I yeah. Was not Betts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I do know. Oh, I Betts. do know Watts. Yeah, I think that was that's actually crazy to see. Yeah. Um, I remember his first two years. He didn't. He didn't play a lot. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really think like he would do what he did. Yeah. Yeah. The reason like, why like, I surprising. bring him up is because you remind me of him. I watched this whole process, and he trusts the process. Yeah, he did. He got better every single year. He ended up in high school becoming a guy because of his extra work and playmaking ability, both right. sides of the ball, mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm sure there was times in college where he was discouraged, but just like any incoming freshman, you know, uh, you trust the process. Yeah, right. He really bought in. But then he ended up being where he's at today. Yeah. And I only mention that because I – don't you kind of see a no, lot of I, that? No, I – yep. I'm just being honest. Yep. Like I, I think you got that in you. Although he's – no offense to Watts, much more athletic. Because <laughs> Xavier did a lot yeah, of stuff, and he, yeah. he didn't jump he, that high, he, he, he didn't not, run that yeah. fast, but, yeah, but still, work, but he worked hard. You are. That, yeah. That's factual. Yeah, yeah. That's no offense to him. You are more athletic. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the work that you're putting in and mm-hmm. your like, mindset is very similar. And uh, I'm just trying to send you encouragement, man, that like no matter like if it comes right now, 
or later. It's coming. Yeah, right. no doubt. Putting in the work. Yes, you feel that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's. Uh, one of the big things also is that if you look at the portal compared to other schools, mm-hmm. you don't see many guys leaving. All right. Should we look at that as people who watch the team and say that's because uh, people are happy? It's because you guys. It's healthy program. Is that why you think you haven't seen a whole bunch of guys running off? Um, I would say it's most because Coach Rule and the rest of the staff are going to keep it real with you. Like mm. 100% of the times, most, most of the time people get to colleges and it's not exactly what they thought it would be mm. yeah. or the things that were promised aren't really – it might have a little twist to it. I think Coach Rule keeps it real with mm. us, um, what he says he means, and he's good at, like, getting the team together. So it's like one big family. Yeah. Like where, everybody on the same way. Yeah, everybody's okay. on the same page at the same yeah. time. So, yeah. So he's, it's not a situation where he told you one thing, but something mm-hmm. else happened. He's like the track situation. He's, yeah. He's full he on said, the track. He said you can do yeah. both of those and it's good. Because yeah. not everybody, you know, Damon always tells I, a story about <laughs> yeah. they told Coach Osmond, well, Coach Osmond told me he could play run, um, baseball too. Base- yeah. And he went to go play baseball. He's like, well, we want you at spring practice though. Right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden there was no baseball. So, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. That's it's, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool with that. Um, so. Have you had a chance to talk to Dylan Raiola at all? Have you, had, have you, have you met him? Obviously, yeah. he's had a chance to be starting quarterback next year. Have you had a chance to talk to him at all? Um, yeah, I talked to him on his official visit. I was down in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hosting Dylan Williams. Oh, okay. Committed to Oregon. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Dylan Raiola, he's a good kid. He's he got his head straight or he needs to be um, – wants to come in and win early. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I'm the, I'm His dad the, is the, uh, one of the most serious men yeah. I have ever known. Like, there's no <laughs> joking when it comes to Dominic Raiola. He just doesn't play like that. Yeah, for sure. He terrifies me. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. If you Google him, everything's a <laughs> He's everything. There's no smiling, none yeah, of that stuff. Sure. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was saying that I'm like the, I feel like the, I mean, it's an inside joke that we got. I'm like the Raiola whisperer, <laughs> you know, because, like, I've been consistent, right? I've been saying he's coming ever since he left. You know, and to see him there, uh, we're actually excited just because we know the added value oh, yeah. that he brings there. Mm-hmm. You know, and the fact that they put him around somebody like you, I 100% believe that the vibe is right because he kind of got that same aura and demeanor that you yeah. have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I can sense it for sure. Yeah, I'm excited for it. But he's also a child of a great athlete. True. So, you know, you child of a great athlete. That's just how you no, are. No shame, bro. You, oh, no. Yeah, 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 he's like, nah, I don't know about that. So, one of the cool things um, that I've noticed with, with college, obviously, is that everybody comes from a different high school, right? Mm. So, there was always this great rivalry between, you know, Bellevue West and West Side. Yeah. Now, you got all these Bellevue West people coming in. You got yeah. five West Side guys. Is there a competition you think there will be between the new wide receivers coming in and your spot? Do you, you see that happening? I know you. It's not we. But still, yeah. you still got, you know, somebody got to get on the field, though. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be competition regardless just because um, where we're at as, like, a wide receiver group, we're yeah. pretty young. Yeah. So everybody feels like they're going to Everybody feels like, oh, chance. I can go play. Like, Does Coach McGuire encourage that? They, yeah. yeah. He encourages the competition? Yeah. got to. Yeah, that's good that he does that. Like, um, to me, mine, I mean, basketball is my reference. Our rival was Bellevue West in high school. One of my teammates at Creighton – Point guard, you know, uh, he and Antoine Young. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so they both came from Bellevue West, and it does bring, like, a competitive chip from high school. We do reflect on memories, talk about (laughs) who got the best of who. Yep, yep, But at the end of the day, though, like, I think that you would be blind if you didn't think they was coming in and trying to compete. Trying to take your job. You know, with with that chip of the other school. So I feel where you're coming from. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, Let's talk about, I've always been fascinated by the triple jump. Because right. it's not natural. No. Right? Running and jumping yeah, like, is natural. Running is natural. Yeah, Throwing can, stuff is natural. But down. you have to like this and you got to do this. and you gotta, How did you first get into it? And, and what do you think made you great at it? Um, I first started triple jumping when I was three years old. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You said, I know you said it before. I still blows my mind when you said that. At the, at the, uh, <laughs> at the joint? You, or you just jumped down the stairs? <laughs> you got to ask them that one. Right. She probably had you on a real track, right? Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And then when did you kind of take that step to where you knew you were going to be really good at it? Um, so, like, as a kid, I used to go to, like, um, nationals every year in track. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd, you, where'd you run from again? Oh, Boys you? and Girls Club. Yeah. Yep. yep. I'm a club yep. kid, too. <laughs> yeah. That's what's so, up. So, um, I think I've always loved track. Like, I was just always big on sports in general. Yeah. 
but um, track was like really different because they they knew a lot about track, and then like I'll go to like their room just to like sit Your parents. In there and chill. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be breaking down like some track film, and I just sit there and <laughs> watch. Around it, click, yeah. click, for so, sure. So now I feel like. I'm almost like a better coach than my dad. I respect that. In track. I can feel that. Yeah. It's like, you, I, like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's right. like you understand the reads yeah. and, and if something is off because you heard it so much. Yeah. yeah. And Him critiquing yeah. other people. I can, sometimes yeah. he asks me to break down, like, maybe like, what do you think of this kid? Sure. And I tell him something like maybe he wasn't even thinking about. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. Man, that's, that's good. Be a that's pretty awesome. That's what, like, yeah. What do you feel like, um, you think about uh, what's the Olympic runner dude that was hating on USA basketball? Forgot his name. Noah Lyles. Damn. Oh, he knows. okay. He knows. I didn't hear that story. I didn't hear that story. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, he was hating on Olympic basketball. So yeah. it was a situation where because uh, they lost. Nah, it, oh. was, it wasn't even that. He just tried to say he don't understand the concept behind how the NBA says world champions when they win. The oh, NBA I heard that. Okay, and I didn't I'm know like, he was winning. And, did. Okay, and the yeah. thing is, yeah. I feel where he's coming from from like a uh, logical perspective. Yeah, but the best players in the world and the best all, league is in the world is here. Yeah, Luka Doncic is not American. No, he is not. No, so is no. world. Yeah. So no, I agree. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. But he knew he was wrong, but it went viral. <laughs> but but my point is with that, like, if you had to choose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Would you rather be an Olympic track runner or NFL Hall of Famer? So you just gold medal well, winning in the Olympics or playing in the it's NFL? About to divide the family right here. Right. <laughs> yeah, is that one more time? Okay, so <laughs> would you, if you had a choice, if you had, if you knew your conclusion yeah. and you were going to end up being a gold medal winner in the Olympics mm-hmm. or you're going to be a, say, Super Bowl winner in the NFL, you only could choose one, which one would you choose? Hmm. It, that's Let me tell you, like the a, money over here is ridiculous. That's like that's like a trick question. Of like, did I did I get like MVP at the Super Bowl? No, how about this? I, oh, so you wanted? No, no, no. He so, said Hall of no, Famer. I said Hall of Fame. So he said he, if you were Hall of like Famer Hall of Fame, in the NFL it, or gold yeah. medal winner, Hall of Fame in the NFL. So you okay? So you're you're really? I feel bad. like I feel like a Hall of Fame, the accolades would be a lot higher than just a gold medal. Mm. Oh yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. that's but like a you, debate conversation. Here's the thing though: yeah. if you're the fastest man in the world. Mm-hmm. That is something that no one can take. Everybody, there's a list of like everybody that's ever been the I fast just, man in the world. Both, yeah, you're, and you're like, you know who that person is. But me and my parents always had this discussion like, records can be broken. Sure. But, yeah. But those awards, those are forever. They so. are facts. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And, huh. I, and I learned something about him right now. If you ask him the right question, yeah, yeah. the real him would come out. Yeah, he was thinking. <laughs> he was thinking. He man. thought he wanted all the details. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give, me, give me a, you're so busy, but hobbies, anything, you're, are you a gamer? Are you doing that? Play a little bit when I'll be at home. Who do you play? Uh, 2K. I'm kind of like, like, I don't like play 2K how other people play. I play like franchise mode. I like to okay. kind of like. So you play a whole season? Yeah. I, yeah. like, I kind of like make like. Like by yourself. Trades and. Yeah. Re- like to rebuild a team. So you're like a GM. Yeah. yeah. I like yeah. to do that. I, I'm kind of like, 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 like a lot of work. In college for me, I used to like try to play the game on my downtime. Yeah. But like I just never really could get into sitting down and playing the game. Right. Yeah, you got so much to do. You know, you got classes to go yeah. to. What was your GPA? I, I you. Is uh, that okay? Can I ask you a GPA? Yeah. What was your GPA? I don't know, but <laughs> it wasn't bad. So. Yeah. Hey, well, I, I know it was good because overall, yeah, overall the school, overall yeah, yeah. the football program was really good yeah, this year. Yeah, you guys did so for one me, of the highest it was like ones. We had three walk-ons that were super smart, <laughs> and, it, um, and the balance of the team. They got that APR up. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. But uh, don't yeah. listen to me. C's get degrees. Don't listen to me. I'll just fine, bro. Don't hey man, we, we really appreciate uh, you coming in again. Dressed. First time, second guest, right? We want you to keep coming back, bro. I feel like yeah. that you is like a, um, it's almost like a, a, a progress story. Right. Oh yeah, know? definitely. Like, yeah. Like seeing you now, like you were very mature then. Oh yeah. But you've grown a lot more. I can see the wisdom in you from your experience playing football. You got a plan of what you're trying to do moving forward for this summer coming up yep. uh, into the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. Like, it makes me more like excited to actually watch what the team's going to do, right? Because I know it. if if you doing this, I can imagine what your teammates is doing. Right. If they looking to you for yeah. like the guy to beat out, it's tough when you know. Like, so I'm kind of close to Tristan, mm-hmm. and every time he missed a field goal, it like hurt. It broke my heart. I was like, yeah. I felt so bad because I know his grandfather. Yeah. I know him. I'm like, I felt so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. it's much worse when you know people. Sure. You know you guys. Yeah. You know. So we. We're, we be rooting we're, for we're you, for you, no doubt 100%. about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, man. No problem. Thanks. That's a good interview with Jalen Lloyd, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, I mature a, kid. I got a lot of respect for him because he's determined. Yeah, and he know what he want to do, and he's super mature. You know, like 
I mean, he's one of the, it's not, I mean, it's not too many athletes that like are just nowadays with social media that's just straight about that action. Mm -hmm. Like he, he don't care about the bells and whistles right. or the flash. He got goals. He's driven. And um, obviously he's going to be successful. I just can't wait to see what he does track and football. Yeah, it'd be awesome to see that. Because um, that's, you know, the NFL uh, now, they look, look for two, two sport athletes. Yeah. That's the thinking of draft what, what now. What did you say again? You said, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. Marvin Harris Jr. Jalen Lloyd. And Jalen Lloyd. Great. Only, the only wide receivers in the Big Ten to have three plays over 50 yards. We might not now. even know who we who, – we probably know who he who he is because we know him. Yeah. But we might not know who we actually around. Mate, you never know. Greatness. <laughs> Sometimes you're around I – remember, I remember Bud when Bud was just Bud. Yep. Bud wasn't Terrence Crawford yeah. greatest of all time. For sure. And so same thing could happen. No one's ever – his dad told us this. Um, nobody's ever – Long jumped or triple jumped. Four of them. Long jumped or triple jumped ever more than anybody else. Dang. But it didn't count in the records because it wasn't during the season. But he out he's out long jumped and triple jumped Come anybody on, in the history of Nebraska. That, so that. we'll see what happens in the Big Ten and how he does that. Right. So special thanks to Jalen Lloyd for coming on with us, Nebraska wide receiver. Also thanks to our executive producer, Phil McLean, who brought the food. Came through. Although late. <laughs> uh, brought the food and scheduled the guests. Speaking of that, next week, yeah. Baylor Sherman. That'd be cool, man. I feel like uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. The season's here. He got a big role. I want to hear what he got to say. Yeah. You know, it was, that's, it's tough because I think about him in that Nebraska game where he couldn't miss. Yeah. And that's the, that's the challenge of sport, right? Yeah. One day, you can't miss. No doubt. Next day, you can't make. Yeah. It's tough, man. And that's right. what had happened for him for sure. in that Villanova game. Also want to thank Phil McClain. I mentioned him and King Val Elvis for running the board. Yeah. No, you, no Meg here. Nobody. I just, that's it. It's peaceful. It's peaceful. No, man. <laughs> I ain't got nothing against Meg. That's not true. Meg's yeah. awesome. She's awesome. No doubt. <laughs> also want to remind you, as always, never a bad time to give Omaha steaks. Yeah. We actually had a conversation, my wife and I, okay. about looking to buy something for her dad. Wow. He's in St. Paul, Nebraska, just outside of Grand Island. And so what should we get him? Well, first of all, if you are a new customer yeah. and you order online right now, 30% off. Dang. Off your order. And it's Christmas time. Exactly. And if, right. if you order over $149 worth of stuff, it's free shipping. Right. We found the ultimate gift package, it's called. So this is what you got him. This week, it's ultimate gift with free shipping and dessert. You right. get four 10-ounce boneless New York strips. You get a 16-ounce package of wild Argentinian red shrimp. Dang. You get boneless chicken breasts, boneless pork chops, gourmet jumbo franks, seasoning, everything, and a free chocolate molten lava cake. Dang. And shipping is free as well. So you get that if you want to find something really cool. And no one will be upset at you. I thought about buying it for myself. Nope. I was staring, if you go back and watch this, I was staring at the ground. Like, oh, oh, I, I could buy that myself. I could, uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Um, as always, we appreciate everybody that listens. You know, go on the YouTube page, like, subscribe, tell us yeah. what you think about the show. Sure. Wherever you listen to it, you can rate us. Um, yeah. We want more people to listen, of course. But we appreciate everybody and, and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Take us away, Josh. Hey, it's Josh Jones here, back with Michael Severe. You know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show.